for joining us today where we'll be continuing our Bridgerton season review that's season one for those of us joining us new episode two is today's topic and we have the glorious Fiddy joining us again for this one hey Fids hey girls how you doing thanks for coming and my in um indescribable let's put it that way indescribable co-host Kaya She's only saying that because I'm drinking and can't hit her from here. It's only partially true. <laughs> uh, Words ladies, can't justify. That's all. Ladies, we are having a glass of wine because we're being ever so classy for this review. We are. And the gentleman can have a glass of wine as well if they're a gentleman listening. Yeah. Or, or a beer. Or a beer. Or brandy. Or, or don't discriminate. a Ribena. Or a Ribena. For all of you teetotalers. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you're into. Uh-huh. Drink it up. Enjoy. So uh, It's Friday night, guys. It is Friday night. We are not recording in the morning for once. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the second episode in the Bridgerton season one uh, centers around a lot of backstory. So we get a look at the new Duke of Hastings uh, backstory. His relationship with his father emerges kind of gives you an insight as to his actions today. Then we get a little insight into Marina's uh, backstory, how she came to be with child um, and her and Penelope grow a little bit closer this episode. Then we have <clears throat> Simon uh, has an epiphany. I won't go too much into it right now, but it mm. looks at Simon Bridgerton the Daphne's older brother has like an epiphany in Anthony. this episode. Anthony, even Jesus. Simon is Hastings. See, if I don't call him Hastings, I'm just <laughs> lose it completely. <laughs> the Duke. I was like, uh, his dukedom. His dukedom. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, Lady Whistledown is titillating everyone continuously, uh, including the Queen. <laughs> I love the word titillating. Fabulous. Right? Mm hmm. But that's what it is. It's 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 titillation, titillation. in society. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, that like that's that's the kind of the yeah. basic the basic overview of the episode. Um, I, I do. I would like to to give a shout out at the top of this episode to the excellent Caroline Quentin oh. in in this episode. Uh, love me a little bit of Caroline Quentin for any of you that don't know. Yeah, I'm not uh, great with was, names. Jonathan Creek's first Oh yes! Her, I love her. I mean, excellent makeup work from from the uh, from the makeup artists. Did not recognize her until she opened her mouth and then I was all a flutter once I heard her voice. Who was she in it? I, I don't I didn't watch Jonathan Creek. Uh, you she was Nigel's mother. Oh, I was wondering where I knew her from. As soon as she started mm-hmm. talking, I was like, I know her. As soon as she her. started talking, yeah. I, I didn't I know from sitting where. There, uh, sitting there, bouncing about the place, looking up IMDb, yeah. like 20 minutes into the episode. If, if you... Turned around and was like, who's that? Caroline Quentin? Yeah. And then he looks up and he's like, is it Caroline Quentin? I was like, it's absolutely Caroline Quentin. Yeah. For someone who, if you didn't watch Jonathan Creek, you might also recognize her from her role in men behaving, men behaving badly. badly yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's it mm-hmm. 
Jonathan Craig for me, but also Both. yes. Because no, the hair, her hair was prime really BBC nineties. And the makeup, like she she had like some prosthetic and things. Happening. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I recognize this part of her face, and that's it. And then when she started yeah. speaking, I was like, I definitely know her. Can't remember her. Thank you, Fiddy. I also just think she might have lost a lot of weight, so her face is just a bit more. Mm, she's also slim than sixties, I believe. That is true. Have you seen? Sorry, I got. When you mentioned 60s and people changing with age, I recently saw a picture of Richard Dean Howard or Richard Dean Anderson recently. And he is not, I know he's like 70, but I'm like, oh no. Yeah, I know. He, 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 you, he's your MacGyver. He's, (laughs) he's my, you know, O'Neill. Yeah. Um, and Anyway. Although it was never O'Neill, it was always Daniel Jackson in everything. Even when it was Kurt Russell, it was Daniel Jackson. Oh, it was always yeah. Daniel Jackson. Oh, mm-hmm. them glasses. And then the, he didn't have okay, the glasses. Okay, back on Sorry, topic. We're so getting off topic. <laughs> back on topic. Overall opinion of the episode. I liked this episode. It was a little bit quieter. Like, and by that I mean the first episode, as it needed to be, was an info dump. Mm-hmm. So you got everything thrown at you every single name every single like their station in life their aspirations you got you got everything this was an awful lot slower an awful lot quieter but not boring it kind of just let you have the information let you think about it for a little while there was always something going on on screen so you didn't have that ugh this again but it, it was nice. It was really nicely paced, you know, g- gave you a minute to breathe, I think, this one. Yeah, it slowed it down a and bit. And when there was action happening, because it was the only action in the scene, and I'm talking about that fight, and that little bit of witty repartee that we're going to get into later, I was... I was there for it because it was the only bit in... Like, well, it wasn't the only bit in the show, but, like... It was bracketed by two like quite quiet moments or promenading moments that I squeed a little bit when they mentioned that they were going promenading. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, where are you going so early? Promenading. Yeah. They're just, like, just walking, guys. They're just walking. That's all. That oh, is. no, no. They're not just walking. They're not just walking. They're walking to be seen and to see what is going on around them. Like foyerism, very much so. Yeah, hence, hence, hence the doing up her cuff scene. Oh, and, and oh. all the lads, all the lads in the background giving each other like elbows and like, hey, 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 guys. Yeah, fondle my sexy wrist buttons. Ooh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Next, I might let you actually do up my boot. <laughs> scandal. That would be scandal. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of it? Um. Yeah, I agree that it was nicely paced and it was a more of a kind of a serious note. It was less in your face than the first episode, which is exactly what the first episode needed to be. Totally agree with that. Um, but it it was a very serious look and insight into some of the main characters, which I really liked. You know, I want more information now. Um and it was a more digestible pace, I guess, than the first episode was, which was nice. <clears throat> and the quiet I liked, it, it, that was very true period drama piece, you know, like that's mm-hmm. very indicative to have it quiet, but not boring. I mm. 100% agree, not boring. 
couple of nice standout moments. The music was great. Overall impressions, good. Had to scramble for the remote when the next episode thing started happening. <laughs> Fids? Uh, I, like, I rewatched it a bit last night and I was kind of surprised, to be honest with you. My first thought was when I started watching it again, I was just like, oh my God, it happened this early in the season. <laughs> You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, cause I was like looking at some of it, and I was like, I definitely thought this was more like at least third episode kind of stuff. But okay, it was it was very good. Um, like it, it's starting to get into the kind of grittiness of the plot. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the first episode was introductory, a little bit of whimsy, kind of dived, dipped their toe into the kind of darker plot. But mm-hmm. this is kind of getting into the more grittiness of what life was like back then and and whatnot and the scandal, how scandal can destroy a woman. Yeah, yeah, speaking of which, guys, I totally forgot to put this at the top of the episode. Slight trigger warning for this one. There's a fair amount of sexual assault uh, spoken about in this episode. There's not uh, there's not a visual, but the theme is strong throughout. Just FYI. And what would, because we're doing our spoiler-free rundown, uh, what would you, star-wise, give the episode? Mm. Dragging it out of you early this time. Solid four. Ooh. Out of ten? Oh, I thought we were doing out of five. No, five is the books, ten is the show. Oh, right, yeah. Apologies. Um, I would give it a seven out of ten in that case. I was thinking around the same, like seven. I was thinking maybe an eight again, but I just don't think I enjoyed the episode quite as much as I did the first episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe, yeah, seven. And you? I gave it a six and a half, a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Not because of the story or how quiet it was or anything like that but because there was a lack of smut in my smutty regency show and i was not impressed so fair so fair i gave it an extra point um because i was shocked i was surprised that they did that kind of episode so early in the season like you said like just it wasn't i wasn't expecting it and i appreciate being surprised by a story or by storytellers like I, i i like that so Points for points for that. So now we're going to get into our spoilers and we're going to hit up our standout moments. <laughs> uh, standout moment for me, Lady Danbury. Queen. And her rousing speech to a young Simon Hastings. Like, about the whole, don't be the wallflower, like, deserve the attention you demand, you know, that kind of thing. I don't, that's obviously paraphrasing because I have no brain for words. That whole, you're going to get the attention, make sure you're deserving of it when you get it. Yes. Ah, love that woman. Love that entire surrogate mother kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. Heartbroken by everything else about that child's. (laughs) that rich child upbringing but mm-hmm. um yeah no i love that pairing they're just so i kind of a weird sick part of me wants kind of wants them to marry her 
I mean, she's already very old, so babies aren't an, uh, a problem. And all of that, you know? And she gets to be Duchess then. Exactly. I just feel like she should marry his <clears throat> mother figure <laughs> in a disgusting, sick way. I don't but know in an we're, also we're, lovely we're way. too far ahead century-wise for that to be okay. Maybe maybe skip back a couple centuries. I don't know. People were marrying and their cousins willy-nilly back then. Yeah, you were lucky if it was a cousin. That's how you got the whole uh, Habsburg jaw thing. Mm. No? No. So the Habsburgs were a dynasty. Spanish. Royalty. Were they? Uh, I thought Portuguese around like Luxembourg, something like that. Could be Spanish, though. Not going to bother uh, fact-checking it. They were a dynasty. If, if you don't know it, look it up. Um, And they didn't have the biggest army. They didn't have the strongest allies. So what did they decide to do? Make love, not war. And they married into every family. Um, to the point... So they married and intermarried to the point that they uh, developed something called the Habsburg Jaw. Uh, which resulted in the jaw being jutted forward. Uh, Marie Antoinette had it, uh, which gave her a very pouty appearance. So she didn't have it too badly, but some people had it quite badly to the point that they couldn't chew their food. So it had to come pre-chewed. Yeah. Faces are being made here, guys. Faces. Gross faces. Um, But it's also part of the reason that the... haemophiliac gene got brought into both the English and the uh, Russian royal line. A few moments later. Rasputin and Russia and revolution and Bolsheviks and all of that good stuff happens. But it's all because of the Habsburgs and their interbreeding. Because (laughs) cousins, who cares? You should give tours. (laughs) <laughs> like historic tours I could just I, I found myself just wistfully going yeah yeah tell me more I want you to like have it like a virtual royal through the centuries porno <laughs> uh, I would love that yeah. I would love that banging through the ages ah oh, nice <laughs> yeah yep. yeah patent pending Love yeah, it. and we go through everything from the sex chair to all of Queen's Queen Anne's stuff to right into Catherine the Great. And yeah. did she fuck that horse? Um, See, she's already got no. the content. I don't believe we she don't, did. We don't know. And we will never know. She probably didn't, in fairness. But we don't know. Speculation, speculation, rampant. Anyway. Anyway, your standout moment, Kaya. Tell us. My standout moment. Let me think. Or if you had you, oh, a few. All right, yeah. Uh, One of them was the, and they all involve Nigel Burbrook and Simon Bassett. Oh, initially, initially the throwdown fight between the two of them, Mm -hmm. which I was like, yes, yes, and then later on. After Nigel has attempted to, you know, in the middle of a ball, uh, get Daphne's attention and is, is trying to talk Anthony into forcing this marriage, um, 
and Simon just like sticking up for her and like without throwing down this time just mm-hmm. just sticking up for her and I was like uh, the fight comes after the sticking up for but this is the order of my enjoyment um, <laughs> of course and and then just the promenading I, I loved it I, I love that no I, I did I I I love just the now we're going promenading and this is what it means to go promenading you didn't have to go promenading along uh, the river. You could go promenading along the beach. You know, as you said earlier, it's it, it's just walking, but there's a purpose to it. And it's like a show, that, isn't it? Walking like, up to that club. <clears throat> yeah. And my final. Okay, so I have two more standing. <laughs> One of them is the fact that they actually did like a proper gallant dance. And I was like, yes, yes, I'm so happy. You see in Regency shows, like, the slow, elegant movements. That's not what these balls were for. These balls were to show your stamina. So the fact that there was a bit of movement in the ballroom Mm -hmm. scene this time, I was like, yes. And then my final standout moment was to pick. To pick. Uh, And I've lost it, so I'm going to leave it there. Because I've lost it. No! No! I, I did enjoy, an, like, I know I gave it a low star rating, but I did enjoy a lot of, a lot of this. I mean, you gotta, you gotta pace yourself. We've got six more episodes, so. I know. You can't be giving everybody a ten. Oh, no. no. Absolutely. And Zoe? I think I had two standout moments in this one. The first mm-hmm. one was in the promenade scene. Um, where we it's the first shot of uh, Lady Danbury Hastings mom Simon's mom momish 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 yeah Um, and I think it's after the flashback scene of you know that speech that she gave Mm -hmm. so you were you were looking at her as if she was the most powerful person in the room and her clothes were just that hat that red Mm -hmm. like blood red hat that little hat that she was wearing and the rubies Mm -hmm. and the red coat it was just phenomenal i loved that Uh, i've remembered what my other thing is you finish first no no you finish first i'm not going to interrupt okay what was your other moment um was the dance that you mentioned Mm. But it was more kind of an admiration for the actors, particularly Simon and Daphne, because they were doing this quite quick, like heavy movement, heavily choreographed dance. So I was just thinking like, Jesus, they had to learn all that dialogue and their acting and they're doing the movements. And there's like 20 other people dancing around like that scene, I bet, was so difficult. And they managed to do those lovely I think are really shown off well in period pieces, the micro expressions, you know, the ever so slight hints of what that person is thinking. Mm -hmm. They were still doing those. And you need to be good at acting. Yeah, exactly. So she was still like, oh, you know, slight strain in her face. You could see, but it was about what he said and not the way she's moved. It was just so well done. I was really, I was really blown away by it. Good job, guys. No, well, so my 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 moment that I had forgotten about that I shouldn't have and should have been my top of the tops 
is a moment that I was a little on the fence about initially when it happened, which was, you need to ruin someone's reputation, you send the women to gossip. Oh, yes. Oh, what do women so do? Initially, initially, I was... I was on the fence about it because I was like, oh, stereotypes. But then I was like, I warmed to, as the scene kind of was Mm -hmm. progressing, I I warmed to it an awful lot more. And I was like, yeah, because duh, of course, you know, you can have all the money in the world. But if your reputation is trash and he didn't have all the money in the world, that's why he needed a Bridgerton. It was so, I'm so glad you brought that up because it was brilliant. And I too... Mm -hmm didn't I was not on board at first I was like oh <laughs> the women are gonna fix it by talking are they really because that's all we can do there's something to be said for that though but, I, but I later it's on sneaky. I got on board clever they were yeah. so clever yeah. it's very much the women controlling their own circumstance the only way that they can gossip and that's too that's to gossip absolutely uh my other half got got a smack but <laughs> I believe it's an old phrase. I've never heard it before. Uh, what's the best way to get news out? Uh, telephone, telegram, and tell a woman. Oh, I have heard that before, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh! And then, I mean... <laughs> the sheep like, I mean... Especially, I know, might be culturally different around the world for our international listeners here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, we do have them. I mean... If you've ever walked past a bingo hall, oh, you know, (laughs) I'm just like, we don't have a secret service here in Ireland. We've got our mothers. (laughs) They know everything. Everyone and everyone's business. And as soon as one piece of news happens in one side of the country, it is seconds. Thanks to the fact that we don't have to wait for like lines to be free and people to get off the internet anymore. Um, you know in seconds mm-hmm. what's happening. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a hey name and situation, you know immediately what's going on. Did we have any disappointing moments? Disappointing. No, but I've just thought of another moment that I quite enjoyed. Hmm? Um, that wasn't disappointing. That wasn't disappointing. No, <laughs> no. Uh, Eloise's character, or Eloise and her hmm. brother sharing a smoke on the swing set, having a lovely moment, a little bonding moment, which was so yes. poignant for her, feeling it was so, so it isolated. Was such nice character development. It was yeah. really good. I and and to fit that into this kind of an episode, I thought was really good mm-hmm. as well. Um historically and you'd know better um would she have had to have been sneaking out for a cigarette i don't know it was it wasn't done for ladies to be seen that didn't mean well a lot of things weren't done for ladies to be seen doing okay didn't mean it didn't happen uh smoking it's why you have smoking rooms. Smoking is traditionally a men's mm-hmm. or a man's field. That's like the cigars and the cigarettes. Yes, like you know, let's put the billiards and cigars. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Okay. Very okay. Titanic. But the women would have had cigarettes, but you wouldn't. It wouldn't really be do be done to be seen. Uh, it became very fashionable 
later on, but not in this period, oh, okay. I think. Happy to be corrected. Yeah. But there, there was a point where it was just a thing where women would smoke. Okay. I'm not sure if it's here. Yeah, I think I I think it feels more like of a that's a the general public type of deal. Like ladies in society yeah. wouldn't unless in the smoking room or area or event where it was appropriate yeah. rather than this is a thing that they're allowed to do cuz they enjoy it. Okay. There would be very few like smoke breaks from the ball, but <laughs> the, me- the the gentlemen would retire for brandies and cigars the ladies would go to the powder room exactly yeah. to gossip and sort out the men <laughs> uh so, trade cards so we we don't have any disappointing moments then. i can't I'm, i can't think of any off the top no. of my head but did you have but, no not disappointing but the other really lovely eloise moment was when she was trying to find out where babies came from oh oh i don't like and then the brothers were all like <laughs> well I love we're that gonna go play with turned stick. around and was going to answer her and was like have you ever been to a farm mm-hmm. and I was like oh good for you big brother good for you wasn't that yeah. the one she had a smoke with later no that yeah, was I Colin that, it was Colin who I thought it was Benjamin who said about the no the, the farm because they were both you there. sure I thought it was Colin yeah well, the two of them were on the... Benjamin and Colin yeah. were on the sofa. And yeah. she sat between them. And I thought it was Benjamin. But apparently, the fact that we can't tell them apart is part of the thing. Because apparently it was a thing in the book that the Bridgerton brother, brothers are just identical. I was, I I was like, they're interchangeable in my head. Yeah, we mentioned yeah. that last time. They seem to be like of a uniform shape. But head, apparently, I, I was looking clothes. into the books a little bit. Not for spoilers on the show, but just kind of the general view of the books because I wanted to know if this season is spanning a book or a series of books. Mm-hmm. Like is this book one to four? No, this is in fact book one. Oh. If you want if you want to dish on Eloise, you need to read book four, people. <laughs> Cause that's Eloise's book. Oh, so it's kind of like a book from different perspectives kind of thing. Uh, no, so it's very like a, a book series that we did. Shout out for when we were doing the Regency Bells of Bath. Mills and, and Boone. And also, actually the other Mills and Boone, the two Mills and Boone books we, we reviewed, they were one book one of a series. And in that series, each book was going to focus on a different family member. Uh, so... That's right, we were going to get the one. sister in the second yeah. one of uh, yes. the flapper exactly um and this one is much the same so i think there's eight books so it's like a coming uh, out thing kids. so this is daphne's season this is, well yeah so this is daphne's book but i believe the next book is anthony's book okay okay and then the book the third book is maybe the third book is eloise and the fourth one's penelope oh penelope. i'm pulling this off the top of my head okay but um yeah so we are getting eight episodes eight hour long episodes of one book which if the tradition holds is absolutely no more than 320 to 350 pages long yeah so i'm really impressed with what they've done with it now i do know that they've pulled things from later books that don't happen in this book so the the reveal of lady whistledown 
that doesn't happen until a much later book in the series. Ah. <clears throat> so they've pulled that forward for this season. But guys, Bridgerton has been greenlit for season two. Yay! Now, our characters. Have our opinions changed on any character? Have you warmed to them? Have you kind of chilled to others? You know, especially considering... Uh, the new info and backstory that we're getting on Simon and Marina. Mm. Crickets. I was just no. waiting for Fiddy to answer first. I, I don't think so. Um, like, particularly with Simon, anyway. I my I don't believe my opinion of him ever changed. Mm-hmm. Not for this time, anyway. Um. But, like, I don't see how you can judge him for not wanting to get married. I mean, like, if he came out straight ahead, said, didn't want to get married, you can't judge him when he wants to stick to saying he doesn't want to get married, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, can't judge him for that. He's just sticking to his, sticking to his, what's the words? What's the words? His principles. Principles. Cojones. I don't know. So, um, my opinion hasn't really changed with anybody. Slightly, slightly ever so forgiving of Anthony, but I still hate him. I I feel the same. I definitely, now, you have kind of the foresight of the the following episodes, Mm. but I definitely noticed for myself a a warming in my affections for uh, the Viscount Anthony. I'm getting a look here, so I must be wrong. But I I appreciated a little bit more that he's kind of, as I said before, he's a child doing a man's job. And he, as soon as he knew what had happened between Daphne and Nigel, and it was confirmed, now it was confirmed by a man. So you do have to take that into account. But as soon as he heard of it, he immediately in public like that's the thing as well like it may have been a private room but it was a public ball denounced nigel which would have been a big deal but we do have to remember that he was also going to force his very vocal anti wank face sister into marrying him Anyway, even though she, she didn't explain why in full details, but he knew that she mm. sure as fuck didn't want to. Well, I suppose I, I'm kind of going from a the knowledge of the period as well as my love for historic romance novels. Mm. Um, like, that wouldn't have been considered because marrying for love, as we said it's the last time, is, is new. He was brokering a deal between his sister... And a family he thought would be not, I don't even think it was a good match. I think he was looking for a pairing that would be inoffensive to her. As in, I mean, I look at Nigel and I don't think, hey, there's a guy that loves a little bit of sex. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I look at him and I think he's into some dirty shit. You see, I don't think so. I was looking at him going, oh... Okay, so you heard what sex was and you tried it out with a scullery maid. 
I mean, that's good for you, but like, have you have you managed to get it up since? Like, I don't know. Um, I I don't I don't see him as like a sexual being, and I don't know. Maybe Anthony didn't either. But whereas, like, you'd have sex enough to have your heirs, and then you have your affairs, heirs and affairs. Like, it was the done thing. And if Nigel was because he started out being very attentive and creepy as fuck but also mild for lack of a better term like I didn't have oh, I thought it was creepy but I didn't have any other strong opinions on him but when you were saying Whereas there like, sorry mm, no, no. I was just going to say when you were saying there about how it's a, a business it's a contract mm. and like he was just the when she, when he had fucked things up for her the first ball, and mm-hmm. the only attention she was getting was from Nigel, that was fine. But when she orchestrated this plot with Simon and got all the suitors, giving her options and better N- deals, Nigel was the Nigel was the only one that he had vetted and had decided was an okay match. At that time. He was how the only well one who had proposed at that time. He kept going on how about well, how decent he, this man was and if he had spoken to any woman yeah, at all you, or you his best friend. You don't talk to a woman for their opinions. I mean, I mean But you, you hear them. Are? You may not talk to them but they're going to give you their opinion. When, he was when, when you're women Women didn't talk in the company of men. His family talked to him. He didn't do any fucking research. He didn't know about the secret baby. He did take care business. of. That's yeah. all he cared that, about. That's what he did. Yeah. He did he was saying he was decent but had clearly done no like had not investigated this. He he didn't no. see him interact. He just wanted him, it like just wanted it done with. Yeah, he, he I hate saw him. Yeah. Nigel or Anthony? Both. I hate him. Yeah, hate I'm both. kind of on team fits here. I like I, I I don't disagree with you. I just find Anthony to be not as reprehensible as oh, he could have been. Not as reprehensible, but no. he's he, and he's not a child either. He's at least in his early twenties, at least, which back We've then would have made you like a middle-aged man. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Like I, I do think he he some credit is due because he at least recognized that he fucked up, and he I know he he apologized to the mum, but. That the way he apologized, like that's a huge ego stripping. Basically, he went through for her, and she just snottily was like, "Yeah, told you so." <laughs> like, I know what I'm doing. Get the fuck As out. Was her As, in fairness, which she's yeah. totally entitled to. Entitled to. Like, mm-hmm. it was great. And uh, my point is, he apologized. He knows he did wrong. He he promised that he wouldn't act like that in the future he'll give more consideration which not a totally to be seen to be seen yeah to be seen gives me hope that he will improve as time goes on but yeah, just because you say sorry doesn't mean you have to forgive that's all i'm saying no oh, no, no except absolutely. never forget yeah <laughs> absolutely uh do we i i loved the the more the extra information we got off eloise 
like why is she so anti getting married and having kids yeah that was nice to guess her relationship with penelope was just the cutest and how naive they were and also oh my god that actress is our age get out eloise serious yeah but so is penelope as well isn't she her that actress is in her 30s as well is she? Mm. I thought she was a little younger. But I was just shocked about Eloise. Uh, and I it was only noticed because, again, the other half was saying that her voice is older than she's playing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I like her voice. I think she's got, like, a damn sexy voice. So she secretly like, smokes 20 a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Gotta get that sexy rasp on. <laughs> gargles with bourbon. Oh beautiful it is worth noting though when Eloise was questioning how babies were born Daphne Mm -hmm. also had this look in her face of actually I don't know either and she's Mm -hmm. purposely trying to find a husband to have babies and she has no clue no idea as to what it takes to make a baby what what'll happen or what did happen is a people weren't that naive but b uh the mother once once the marriage was like the contract was drawn up and all of that good stuff uh the mother or the matriarch or who the head female of the family would bring the young bride to be into a room and explain to her that she needed to lie back and think of england <laughs> my other half mm. asked mm-hmm how they could possibly not know where babies come from during this episode. Well, they're very sheltered. They would have been, they would have been very, very sheltered. That's what I had to explain. I was like, because why would they be told that? Like, they're just women. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't need to fill their heads with such things. Mm-hmm. It's horrific enough that they bleed once a month. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. How do they explain that one? Oh, uh, mortal sin, uh, I, I believe, is, is the way they go. <laughs> bleed out your sins, but you still sin. Yeah. yeah, you have to keep bleeding yeah. until you die. Yeah. And then you might get absolution if you get a hundred years of alms. It's a cumulative sinning. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think... And only the men get to cumulatively uh, words, <laughs> sin and have a good time out of it. How many glasses are we on now? I mean, it was a big glass. <laughs> <laughs> two? 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 Yeah. I am um, generous. Half pours. a bottle in with this one. Good God, that is a big, big glass. So, two generous pours then. Up to your. <laughs> Up to noses. <laughs> Up to noses. Okay. What other. Uh, we, so, Zoe. What? Yeah. Characters. Hi. Characters. Characters. Um, I enjoyed the backstory we got on Simon. Mm-hmm. Struggle to remember his name still. Handsome uh, Duke man. Handsome Duke man. The Dick of Hastings. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. I had a feeling there was some sort of fatherly abuse there. But to the extent that we saw, I didn't I didn't expect that. Um, so it kind Just- of softened me to a to a little uh, to it softened him uh, words yeah it softened him up to me a little bit like I thought he was a little bit of an arrogant fucker um but he had a reason but his reason was better than I thought it was gonna be so I gave him a bit more yeah. slack um and I 
I guess my opinion on Eloise was solidified that she's awesome and I, I love her moxie and her spunk and her the mm-hmm. fight in her is great. Like, I think she's going to have some future standout moments on the show. She gives me a really... I don't know, Jane Eyre, Virginia Woolf kind of feeling. A little bit Catherine Hepburn-y. Strong like, woman. Don't strong need no woman. Fuck, fuck the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I want. Because she doesn't want marriage and babies. She wants to do something and go to college and make something of herself. And I'm like, yeah, good for you. Lady Bridgerton, I'm really enjoying now. I didn't really think too much of her in the first episode, but I'm I'm starting to quite like her now. She seemed very weak in the first episode. Yeah, and she and in this one it was like a complete 180. She's competent, she's confident, she's strategically minded, you know. Yeah. She's yeah. she's but- letting on less to the to the general public, which I also quite like. That's a power move. So, I look yeah. forward to seeing what she comes up with. I think in the first episode she like she had character growth, like like to go back to mm-hmm. the last topic there mm-hmm. but um like in the first episode she was realizing how useless her son was at being a head of a household yeah so in this episode she's like okay this is on me now i'm gonna i'm gonna have tea with the queen i'm gonna sort this shit oh uh, when that happened i was sitting there going the carriage pulled up and i squeed and the other half was like what and i'm like the queen <laughs> do with the queen i had i had the exact same reaction as all of the women in that room did <laughs> of course all of them. a fancy ass postman oh fancy ass postman bringing letters at that hour of the evening that's the queen stationery oh mm. i i had a little moment when that happened i was like oh she's going to tea with the queen tea with the queen guys <laughs> nobody else in the room but oh, of <laughs> well, the other half came in later and was like, what are you getting so excited about? I was like, she's having tea with the queen. It's a big deal. <laughs> totally over his head. Um, uh, yeah. I do like, it was kind of like the queen's idea in a, in a, I don't know if it was intended, but it was kind of like the queen's idea to like ruin his reputation. Because remember that like, I that think, look between. I feel like she knows an awful lot more than she lets on on top of what she's reading from uh, Miss Lady Whistledown. Mm. Well, she, her footman or whatever mm-hmm. he is, valet. Ah, oh, footman. Yeah. <laughs> whatever that chap is to the queen, mm-hmm. she was saying like he knows everybody and he will let everybody know everybody's business. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. So she obviously knows everything that's going on through that little. Mm-hmm. Tweety bird. And to bring it back to another thing that we were talking about before being uh, the footman in uh, Dangerous Liaisons. Mm. Knowing everything and how the the valet knew who to fuck and who, like, what wheels to grease to get the information that the Viscount needed. Well, it was the staff who got the information about Nigel Mm. from his staff. And the way they did it, uh, masterfully done, ladies. So smart. And I love Beautiful. it because that that would have been a thing. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of social hierarchy downstairs. Mm. 
that would have been a thing where the the housekeeper and the butler were kind of top of the tops. Mm-hmm. You've seen Downton Abbey. Uh, Downton Abbey, exactly. Mm. And then everyone else would either respect them or hate that they respected them. Yeah. Um, because of the position. So obviously, as soon as the housekeeper's out, and it's like, we know who, who really has the ear of the ladies. I loved that. It was beautifully mm-hmm. played. <clears throat> but it also shows how close, I believe, kind of the staff are to the family. Mm. That they, not just kind of putting their neck out to try and get a little bit of information because if that had gone back, that would have been bad mm-hmm. news. But to kind of get the information to relay it, like, well enough and kind of to give their own opinions on what else was there and then to kind of decide we're going to tell everybody well what's good for that family is good for them really Mm -hmm. economically but also I mean a lot of these people probably would have grown up with them as well I mean Hmm. wouldn't they like their staff would have had kids and the kids would have had the been Uh, gotten work in the same household that kind of stuff yeah at this point you know, you'd probably still hire on new staff, but it would come on recommendations from your old staff. Mm. So it would still kind of be a family endeavor, as it were. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Do you have any of our theories changed? Do you know, I had a moment where the queen was in the bath. Mm-hmm. And the papers. I also had a moment where the queen was. That was a beautiful scene. That was a well done scene. It was great, mm-hmm. but she received Lady Whistledown's papers, and mm-hmm. it was a massive reaction. And I wondered, was the reaction a show? You think the queen could be Lady Whistledown? Well, I just it made me wonder because earlier, like she knew her footmen were not mm-hmm. to be trusted. She knew who in her staff she could speak in front of and who would be too afraid to go against her and whatnot. So knowing that and not seeing the full array of whoever was in the room, um, mm-hmm. I wonder had she put that reaction on as a cover or if she was Lady Whistledown, that she would have to have reacted that way. Like, So I suppose I, I just know. put the thought in my head rather than changed my theory. I still believe it to be Anthony. Or potentially Pe- Penelope. It's Anthony, Penelope, maybe the Queen, and then maybe a character we haven't really been introduced to yet. So I'm going to stick with Penelope as my uh, person mm-hmm. because there was nothing in this that made me kind of go, oh, maybe it's you. You know, so I'm going to stick with my prediction from the last episode. Uh, Fair. Nothing made me kind of... Change your mind on that one. Change my mind. I don't know. I don't really remember a huge amount of Lady Whistledown's excerpts. I know an awful lot of it would be kind of discovered from like balls and get togethers. There was very, very little private information in this one. Yeah, but I I feel like... The tone of how she writes sounds like an older person. 
to me that puts really because i think it sounds very girlish like what do you it, think it, it's it, it actually just... julie andrews <laughs> huh like if it's actually julie what andrews? if she's not just a narrator what if she's actually in it i would love that wouldn't you wouldn't you yeah yeah i would yeah i i to see julie andrews on screen queen of Sokovia. Oh my god, I think I would die. I would up die, resurrect myself, and die again. Like Freya style. Amazing. Freya style. Absolutely. Like my heart would break and mend and break again just because did... she is such an icon. Oh, Julie Andrews never goddess. do like a period drama like that, did she not? Julie Andrews has been in period has dramas. She? The oldest I can think of is that mary poppins but that was like late 1800s uh 1910 was it mm-hmm. yeah my god because... they looked ill yeah <laughs> uh it's from the song at the beginning yeah. when george banks is singing and like the year is 1910 it's the age of men mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. but um i think she has but definitely on stage mm. Because she was in My Fair Lady. But that's not really... Would that be period drama That wouldn't even be... That, that wouldn't be too old either. What that, that, again, that's probably around the same time then. What around the 1900s, My Fair Lady. Going by the costuming. Mm. Hang on. Julie Andrews. Quick break so we can I, Google. I shall also search... Oh, oh my God! I actually just texted that into the group randomly. <laughs> you did, yeah, and I was not on silent for that. Apologies. <laughs> oh God! She got one point five million sterling for uh, Bridgerton. She got what? One point five million in sterling. For Bridgerton. She deserves every well, penny. She got a great voice. Mm-hmm. She does good voice. She does good everything. I'm pretty sure she was in a a period drama. Cinderella? She was in a nineteen fifty seven production of Cinderella. Depending on what era that Cinderella was set in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Looks kind of period drama-esque costumes. Oh, she was in Shrek. There we go. Period oh, drama. that doesn't count and you know it. <laughs> that absolutely counts. Thank you very much. I feel like this might be a waste of her talents not being in a period drama. Oh, but then she'd have to compete with Dame Judi Dench and much and all as I do adore, adore Julie Andrews. If you have Dame Judi Jen, Dame Judi Dench and Maggie Smith and Julie Andrews competing for a role, I don't know I who don't I know. prefer to get. But they, but like, they're very strong I, characters. Like they're strong women characters. But, and, and Julie Andrews is also a strong woman actress, but like in a softer way. Yeah, she, agreed. She, she, 
She's a lady. She is a lady. Like she, like. she's a late. Like if I think of a modern day lady, and not like a terrifying battle axe of the a matriarch, yeah. but a lady. I, I think it's between uh, Julie Andrews and Jessica Fletcher. Jessica Fletcher. Oh my god. Bad knobs and broomsticks. I love. I love. Like, I love her. Absolute respect to our matriarchs of film and stage and screen. And I'm throwing Helen Mirren in there because her boobs yeah. deserve a mention. Yeah. Um, her boobs and every other so part I, of her. She's just magic. Just in general. I adore her. Glenn so Close our theories have, you're, you're, you've gained additional people for your theory. Yeah, I'm not like, I'm not 100% certain on any of them. I'm still the most certain about Anthony. That's. Whereas <clears throat> my theories, so that ex- exclamation that you had for the Queen mm-hmm. makes me kind of go, she's definitely going to have a bigger part to play in the show further on if we call back to my theory of last time that I think she's going to meddle Mm -hmm. she's going to decide that Daphne is worth the medal Mm -hmm. she's already invited her mother to tea at the palace do you know what I I thought that was going to be about I thought that that was going to be the start of the meddling for the queen I thought Mm -hmm. she was inviting Lady Bridgerton to tea to tell her Mm -hmm. should the Duke propose to Daphne that they might have the ceremony on the grounds or you know that she would like officiate or or whatever it kind of was but i mean the queen plays a subtle game she do you know i mean she 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 wanted her to come to tea to just be like hey how about what's happening there there then hey Mm -hmm. and then just let her come to her own conclusions of what she's definitely saying that's not saying (laughs) You know, like, yeah. there's so much reading between the lines. There's like what she's saying, what she's not saying, and what she's purposely not saying because you should understand what she's not saying. And then there's everything else in between. Exactly. <laughs> and then my third theory was my tropey one, oh. where Daphne and Simon are definitely endgame, but there's going to be some fuckery before they get there. Simon's already falling in love. Yeah, yeah. But he so, said to his daddy that he was going to be the end of the line. No. Well, have you seen Mother. her hips? She she bearing no children. <laughs> no guarantee that she can either. That's what I'm saying. She may not be able to. Yeah. This is it. So I'm I'm also very much on the fence. And my other half's theory is, well, was before this episode was... A, Simon was gay, but that hasn't happened. So that morphed into, is Marina's baby his? Well, that's that's a legit theory. Yeah, I, I think that that could be a possibility. But we, we've heard who the guy is. And he's some George. Some George guy. He's out well, fighting. The good fight. Their other mistress could come back pregnant. And that could be Anthony. Screwed later. The The singer. See, here's the thing. Um, like, oh, she's not even a mistress, is she? We know Simon fucks about, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's no saying that he doesn't already have children out there in the world. That's but they true. just wouldn't be heir to the Yeah, they, they'd the be estate. bastards. 
you know? In the traditional and, sense of the word. And that was his whole thing at the end. That, like, the dig into his, like, father's pride was that there won't be any further heirs to the estate. Mm-hmm. The estate will go to some other family. <gasps> so do you think they're just going to abscond to Scotland elope and not share his name so there's no more Hastings? <gasps> oh! Drama! <laughs> I'm glad there's intrigue <laughs> elsewhere because the endgame coupling is quite obvious like it's pretty much solidified it is but i'm just waiting for that like second act shoe to drop where they're all madly in love they decided to not like continue or they're just about to decide not to continue with a charade and to make this an actual done deal and one of them fucks it and i'm like it's gonna be simon with his dick (laughs) probably I also apologize to everyone listening for the vocal fry. Yeah, just like fuck the plot right into existence. Absolutely. Pound it until it's begging for mercy and keep pounding. <laughs> but consensually. Consensually. Absolutely. Consent is sexy. I mean, guys. I find it very hard to think that there wouldn't be something consensual with Simon. You know what I'm saying? Like. Oh, I hear you, and I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> he got something for everybody right a, there. Yeah, he does. He, he's a bit of a beautiful looking man. He's beautiful. He's like a mm-hmm. statue come to life. And when it was also, all sweaty I'm and boxy. sorry, but I had a moment when we saw baby Simon, and I went, oh my god, how adorable. I hate kids, by the way, to anyone who's listening. But I was like, how adorable and beautiful is this child that they picked to be baby Simon? <laughs> the I was first like, one. The young, young oh, one. The first yeah, one. Yeah, he was a the little young, cutie. Young one. I mean, they were all whisk? adorable, but I was like, oh, this first one. Perfect skin, giant eyes, and I love his, his hair. hair and I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> and his little tiny mouth with his little tiny teeth. He and he was so pouty. Ah. So <clears throat> and then he grew up into a bit of a ride. A lot. A lot of a ride. <laughs> you met that, well, we'll that lovely, hope. lovely sentiment about a child. And then he grew up to be a ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she rolls. Always looking to the future. Always looking to Presumably, the future. Presumably, he could age horribly like Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> or he could age stunningly like I don't know, most men. I love Antonio Richard D. Anderson. I take all throw out there. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> it was just a shock to see him as a 70 year old and not as Jack O'Neill. Yeah. I know, I know. I got that as well the first time I saw him outside of like Stargate 20 years ago. 20 years ago? Fuck. I know. He's frozen in our minds. I know. Absolutely. He will forever be Captain Jack O'Neill. Yeah. But, yeah. Good times. Anyways. We're looking, we're all looking forward to the next episode. Yes. Yes. I kind of forget Um, what everything happened in now, because I was so surprised that some of the stuff happened in this episode. Oh, so now you're going to have to actually watch it. As a binger, (laughs) I I just, I thought everything just happened in one long episode. Well, bear in mind, you've had at least two bottles of wine by the time this episode has happened. So blackouts occur and you're just going to have to start watching. Yeah. 
and not drifting. Yeah. Because while you may not drink and have a blackout, you may, you know, drink and drift. Blackout. And drinking and drifting leads to poor cognitive uh, recognition. Recollection. Recollection. Yeah, Jesus. It also leads to bad words and use of words. Bad bad words. Bad words like fuck, cunt, bugger, (laughs) bastard. We're going to have to do another trigger warning. If you get triggered by the word cunt, fuck off. I love the word cunt. Yeah, too. it's a great word. It's it's all My the hard consonants. Mm. I've never had issue with it. Even when it's... My mother hates it. She gets very upset. I, I, I can say whatever I want to my sisters, mm. but if I call either of them a cunt, she gets very upset. Like, if somebody calls me a cunt, I'm like, then I've done something right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love That's it. Fantastic. I don't think we should drink and record again. Maybe we? not. Maybe maybe our dear listeners can can tell us what they think. Do you like three tipsy women speaking at you? Who knows? At you. Maybe? At you. At Hit you. us up. Not with you. <laughs> On speaking Instagram. at each other here. <laughs> you can absolutely hit us up on instagram it is morgan's book club our gmail is morgan's book club at gmail.com if you have any recommendations you'd like to send us and i think that's it from me yeah enjoy the rest of the season guys i hope you're you'll continue to review along with us uh let us know what your opinions are and theories please no spoilers fiddy thanks so much again for joining us it was a pleasure to have you can't wait for next week Hopefully there'll be more sex. <laughs> countdown. Countdown. Okay. Oh, I countdown. Oh, they're only just down. trying to ask where babies <clears throat> come from. So relax. Yes, but Simon knows, and so does Anthony. And I mean, in all honesty, if the two of them get it on, I am, I am there for that. <laughs> I am sure Kaya there's some think. fanfic pictures out there already. Hmm. I don't know that I'd faint. I mean, there'd definitely be a puddle of something. (laughs) (laughs) And on that lovely note, ladies and gentlemen, we shall adjourn for the evening. Thank you so much for being with us. I've been Zoe. I've been Kaya. And I'm Fiddy. Peace out, homies. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fondle my sexy wrist buttons. Ooh.